Oh, I forgot there's a lag. Damn yeah, it. you missed the lag. You, you messed it up. What just happened? Dean, we have found the greatest Facebook group outside of Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. Oh, man, that's so fun. <laughs> it's the Pretend to be an Ant Facebook group. There's like 190,000 people in it. All you do all day is just ant things. Yeah. Like, hey, I need help lifting this rock. Lift. I need help. <laughs> I found some honey. Sip. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought in these doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Joey Lawson here, Tiller Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Manny. And I'm Chris. That was no explanation, yeah. I will say. Chris is a longtime <laughs> fan. He knows the the routine. Welcome <laughs> to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us as we can collecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dean, we have some big upgrades to this week. Uh, you got a new mic. I got a new mic. Uh, Victoria gave me my birthday present early. Yeah, I might just pay you for this. Do you like it that much? I mean, I'm gonna order one anyway, so I already have it. I might as well just give you the thirty dollars. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> we have some people in the uh, live stream already, uh, and big shout out to our sponsor, Watto Scrapyard, for sponsoring yeah, this yeah. episode. What a guy! What a guy! Keeping the doors open, keeping the people of the world entertained. Big shout out to Watto Scrapyard, Dean. Let's get into the world's most popular podcasting segment. Ever. Yeah, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. It's new. 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 <laughs> Nailed yeah. it. Dude, that might have been our best one yet. Uh, if you say so, it sounded like oh. It sounded like absolute ass. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of garbage. Yeah. Maybe from now on, hot I'll garbage. Do it and everybody just joins. Yeah, it. we might need Manny's uh, audio mixing uh, masterpiece, and we'll just substitute it in anytime we say that because was, that was awful. Yeah. There was a bit uh, of a delay there. <laughs> Yeah, so what you can do this week? Uh, I had a pretty slow week. Um, two of my things finally shipped out of Japan, so they should be here next week, hopefully. Uh, but I did pick up these two locally from our good friends, Rainer. Uh, it's the Black Series Heavy Infantry Mandalorian and the Mimbin Stormtrooper, which pretty good. I haven't gotten a chance to Mimbin? open it. Is that how you pronounce it? Mimbin? Mimbin, isn't it? Mimbon? I don't know. I thought it was Mim- Mimbon. Mimbian? <laughs> Sounds no, good to me. No other I. That's just the first I. Not Ian. Mimbian. It's just Mimbin. Anyway, I, I just love the, love the look of that trooper. And, uh, it's a, I believe it was a Walmart exclusive. Dude, I remember at one and point my really Walmart hard. had like 40 of those. Really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. never even saw them in the wild. Um, yeah. And he goes for like anywhere from like 40 to like 60 bucks. Fuck, dude. I should have bought them. Wow. Um, <laughs> rich. Yeah, I got uh, Rainer gave me a good deal on this one. And this one, I think I paid less than retail. So super nice. excited. Um, 
But yeah, and then also he got me one of those uh, giant Boba Fett pops that popped up in the targets this week. Uh, I just have to pick that up from him, but uh, that's it. That's all I got this week. You also got a new mic. Oh, the new mic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you look like a professional streamer. Man. Oh, yeah. Dude, once I get it properly set up and it's not casting this weird shadow in my face, I'll be good. Dude, Dean, you should do ASMR. I don't only fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manny, what'd you get this week? Uh, just got one thing, and it's this guy right here. Hey, Tarman. I, I, have a, I have a story to tell you guys later about this dude, but Tarman, yeah, that's the only thing I got. What about you, Chris? Uh, I got a couple things. Um, my my co-host Brian is is gonna give me the uh, Justin Timberlake gif of um, disapproval, but uh, I got the vintage collection hey. line, Mando line. What a guy! I got. Man, oh, yeah, oh, yeah my BBTF uh, with that one, and really, remnant. nice, yeah. I had them pre order, but I haven't gotten anything. I uh, I found these at, yeah, I found, I found them at Walmart. Oh, no, so, yeah, yeah, I know they've been out for so, a while. Uh, I don't have a car right now, so I don't like get to go look for shit. So I've just been like mm-hmm. doing all my shit pre orders. And I know BBTS takes forever, but I just got my. They charged me today for that, so it's in my pile. I, yeah, I definitely. saw someone on the uh, on the local page wanting to trade. I think it was one of those figures for like a spawn. I'm like, no, that's not a <laughs> no. good trade at all. Chris, are you gonna <laughs> open your figures or are you gonna keep them? Uh, um, I'm gonna. I'll probably. I got two. I got two of each, but. <laughs> but uh, i already yeah i know right um i sold one to uh one of our other six scale scavengers uh admins uh chris benware uh sold the mando to him he was looking for it but i'll probably open a cara dune cara dune whatever and i want to open it but i don't know we'll see we'll see and then i also oh go ahead Oh, I was gonna ask: Is Brian not like three and three quarter inch or what? No, it's just yeah. He anytime I buy anything other than six scale, uh, six scale he's oh, just okay. posting me that. And uh, so then I also got some Marvel Legends. Um, my you know three and three quarter inch Star Wars and uh, the Marvel Legends are like some of the roots of my collecting. Um, I couldn't pass these up. Same time I saw the. Uh, um, the Mando figures, I know, right? <laughs> Brian, one to window. open, one to display, yeah. and one for just in case. Uh, I mean, one for stock, one for rock. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Chris, um, when you yeah. when you collect your uh, your legends, do you have like a specific like? Does it have to meet like a specific criteria? I guess like, or do you just collect whatever you like? Um, I took I I took a break uh, for a while. Um, I went pretty hard. We had uh, Cletus Selden on, and he's been going nuts with his Marvel Legends collecting uh, lately. Um, and we talked about um, you know that, and I I don't know. I I just kind of picked the characters that I like. But honestly, I. So, I mean, I open all of them and I toss them in the kid's toy bin, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I like playing with them. The kids love them. Um, and I just buy different figures that kind of pique my interest. And then, then I'll, 
you know, six months later, I'll look through them and be like, oh, this one's going for like 50 bucks on eBay. I think I'll sell that one and buy some more. But uh, yeah, so I got the <laughs> I got the uh, Black Widow oh, nice. line. Um, I got Yelena, Red Guardian, and um, Taskmaster. Ooh, nice. So, I mean, just cool looking figures um what i usually do is i'll i'll open them i'll sell the uh build a figure pieces separately to try to get some of my money back yeah and um yeah and i mean that's pretty much it i also got i don't know if you guys ever get into it um but i bought some uh pre-production items over the past couple of weeks, uh, I'm kind of into some of that stuff. And if you listen to any of our other content, everybody makes fun of me about uh, being a Harley Quinn fan. So I bought some uh, vintage, well, quote unquote, vintage Kenner Harley Quinn pre-production items from like the late oh, yeah. 90s. Um, and uh, some stuff from the mid 2000s too recently. So, and uh, again, another uh, disapproval from my co host um, as soon as I told him. <laughs> but uh, it's still cool stuff nonetheless. You know, pieces that are potentially one of one items, one of two or three. Yeah. Um, so, just some non six scale stuff. I uh, haven't picked up any real six scale stuff um, the last couple of weeks. Where do you go to find your pre-production items? Uh, the depths of Facebook. <laughs> the dark web. You're like scrolling through kidneys and like, oh like, yeah. Harley oh, Quinn. Another heart. I don't want one of those. No, i I mean I was searching. Once I found uh I'm part of uh, several groups that are focused on that. just prototypes, pre-production. Um so and and uh Artist yeah, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> concepts. Oh yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So, but anyway, it's just uh, it's kind of like a niche thing that I I pick up a few pieces here and there. Um, it's funny because like you know a lot of us are into six scale and stuff, but the six scale uh, pre production market is like basically non existent. Right. So it's really interesting. I mean, none of that stuff leaks out of Hot Toys or Sideshow and stuff. So I don't know. I think Venable has uh, one pre-production head sculpt. He's been taking pictures of it. I don't know if he's serious, but um, <laughs> you never know if he's so serious. hard to tell with him. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to come on next week, by the way. But that's uh, cool. Yeah, I think we're, we're dotting the I's and crossing the T's. But uh, yeah, Funko is really big into the pre-production stuff. Yes, they, they do raffle off a lot of those items with their uh, fun days and. Um, yeah, cool. man. I didn't realize other companies sold that stuff. Well, they don't. It's most of the time the back of a truck or something. <laughs> well, it's most of the time it's it's former employees, sculptors, um, designers, stuff. Um, you know, employees of these companies or freelance uh, sculptors, etc. That kind of hold on to this stuff. The companies don't really want it. Um, and it just sits, sits in boxes and, and then people start hunting for it, start reaching out to these people. And, uh, it's a whole sub, you know, culture in collecting is, is pre-production. And I'm sure you guys have heard like some of the vintage star Wars pre-production stuff going for tens of thousands of dollars, like yeah. the rocket firing Boba Fett yeah. and all that stuff. And, and this is, you know, a lesser degree, um, but it's really interesting. It is. And stuff does leak out. Um, you know, we have seen some early sideshow pre-production pieces pop up, six scale stuff. And then you talk about the Funko. 
Um, sorry to go on this tangent, no, but no. Um, we have nothing the, to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> the Funko stuff is crazy. Like you, you talked about the auctions, um, a lot of charity, charitable um, events. They'll they'll give stuff, and and that stuff leaks out into the market. And I know one of my characters that I collect is Ahsoka Tano, and. I was like, man, I have some of her pre-production stuff. And I was like, it would be cool to get a Funko piece. And somebody posted something on Instagram. And I was like, where did you get that? And he's like, oh, I won it from like a Funko auction and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, and you're interested in selling it. He's like, no, no, no. I think it's pretty cool. He didn't really understand like the significance of it, but he yeah. just thought it was kind of neat because it was unpainted and all that. But uh yeah, it is interesting. And and some of that stuff goes for crazy money depending on the characters and uh I don't know. It's Dude, I it's... know what you mean about Ahsoka stuff. My uh so I gave my kid last summer an Ahsoka Forces of Destiny figure and I brought a second one because I really liked it and I was like, Oh, if she breaks one, I'll have a second mm-hmm. one. And uh I saw a bunch of threads like the last <laughs> two weeks people looking for them. I'm like, why? They're like ten, twelve dollar figures. Dude, I checked on eBay. The fuckers are worth like two, three hundred bucks. Oh my god! They're going for crazy Four, money man. now, just crazy because money. of Clone Wars, you know? Yeah, just because of Clone Wars. Dude, I'm so glad I, I got ahead of all that clone stuff. Dude, you wouldn't be able to find anything. Oh, no. the, the, uh, side I, yeah, I start. I started army building clone three and three quarter inch figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, three years ago, and I want to say I have like two, three hundred of them. And then my six scale clones, I have ten. I was like, I want oh to have God. an even number, so they're all different, um, like Echo Fives, Rex, Cody, Gree, Bly, like all them. And yeah, now it's like I couldn't, I couldn't feasibly do that with a decent amount of money if I wanted to. Yeah, man, you yeah. you you uh, got ahead of that market, and that was pretty smart. And I feel like I was late. <laughs> considering and, and but now it's even crazier so i know we hear we hear stories about people selling off you know what is it the um rex second version or whatever you know yeah, for worth half your bucks. Bucks. yeah i know people are like i sold that when it was like 140 150 bucks and stuff <laughs> now i mean i never thought never thought that stuff was gonna go crazy like that but People love Clone Wars, and especially with that first arc um, of the season, it's it's nuts. And I never, I got into the six scale game way too late to even, you know, sniff at at any of those uh, at a yeah. decent price. Well, luckily Cody's coming out. Uh, I mean, he got postponed, but I mean, that, do you have that one on pre order? I don't yet. Oh. It's one that I no. It's it's one that I was going back and forth on, um, just because I was trying to figure out what I was going to set him up with, mm-hmm. and my Obi Wan is going to go with my Dark Side Anakin, oh, and okay. so I'm like, how does Cody fit into you know a display? But the figure looks so cool that yeah. you can find a place for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, well, one I also have Obi Wan, but two. I have all those clones, so mm-hmm. I already have a Cody, the original sideshow. So I'm yeah. gonna see which one. I mean, I'm assuming the Hot Toys is gonna be better, but Hot Toys made those with sideshow, mm-hmm. the original ones. So I don't know how much better it'll be, but um, yeah, I'll probably just 
see whatever that Cody's going for at the time and just hawk it. Cause yeah, it would be cool to do a side by side comparison with them in hand. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, if if the prizes are are right yeah. to sell, you know, it, you know how that goes. Different video. <laughs> Chris, uh, would you mind introducing yourself for those? I know we have a lot of uh, carryover on both ends, but I imagine there's some people that listen to our show that haven't heard of Six Scale Scavengers. And we'll talk a lot more about your show towards sure. the end of it, but uh, could you maybe give a brief introduction to yourself and then uh, the team that you're on? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm Chris Letty, uh, one of the co-founders of Six Scale Scavengers uh, podcast, uh, YouTube channel, website. Uh, of course, my co-host Brian does most of the heavy lifting with the website and, and recording and all that stuff. But yeah, him and I started uh, Six Scale Scavengers um, Close to two years now, uh, we went live uh, about just over a little over a year and a half ago. Um, I'm collector like everybody else. I uh, didn't get into six scale um, until two years ago, uh, just a little over two years ago. And I've been a collector my whole life, been ever since I was can remember. My brother was quite a bit older than me, and he introduced me to star wars gi joe transformers masters of the universe all that 80s goodness um and uh yeah so i i collected all that stuff all the way through high school um and uh till today so i'm just uh collecting everything uh, i mean i used to collect everything but i've really dialed it down the last couple of years yeah so. all the all the gifs you've been <laughs> getting they're like peer pressuring you to just collect six scale i know i know it's funny uh yeah, yeah well, it's you know, we we just badly influence each other all the time I, there's no restraint in the group chat that we have yeah yeah there's there's a lot of uh peer pressure going on with a lot uh, of the, our group a lot of the palpatine give do it <laughs> do yeah, it. That, yeah that's <laughs> our version of the justin timberlake yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. uh, we're all bad influences. But uh, this week, I was very fortunate. Danny Lee, who's uh, also watching us live, hey. um, I'm painting, I think, like four or five Tony Mayhead sculpts for him. And as a thank you gift, I told him, I was like, dude, I'll just paint them for free. Like, you know, they're not that complicated to paint. It's mostly like a mask with like an exposed mouth, which is, you know, not that difficult. And he's like, no, I really want to get you anything like something that is like really nice. And I kept trying to talk him out of it, like, no, it's really not a big deal. And he kept insisting. And uh, on Monday, a Hot Toys Tachaka showed up at my door, and uh, that figure is fucking awesome. I, what? <laughs> I have um, T'Challa and then Killmonger and then T'Chaka. And honestly, the T'Chaka is probably my favorite. The, the cultural garb, the uh, gold chrome. Uh, dude whenever the, <laughs> i'm jammed whenever the dude i i was so tired yesterday when you posted that i was like what is he trying to say i i know you didn't I, even like I, it I, didn't even work. I was like i don't know i don't understand what's going on here um but now i understand man Thanks. that's thank that, you that's one heck of a gift yeah so um i told them i would uh you know as soon as i get a sculpt i'll start working on them but uh, yeah, so that was really cool. Uh, and then we also got our auxiliary icons uh, prototype 
in the mail and we'll show those off later and we'll also give one of those away so we talked about them last episode and uh we find uh, see over there by your t-rex yeah it's right there look at that Crispy, dude. Dude, I, I painted it i didn't even need to sand it oh you already painted it god yeah i just left your house uh, uh, there it is <laughs> uh yeah so it's dude honestly that is like gonna become like a thing like like the one that we have up there uh, it's it's going to be on the table for now, and it's just that good. Yeah. So let's get into the Hot Toys news. So Hot Toys put up the Captain Marvel in-game figure coming in at $260, releasing April to June 2021. Kind of a bare-bones release. I, in did my this come out of nowhere? I feel like it's just pop. I, was, I wasn't expecting this. I want it. It seems <laughs> to be out of nowhere. Um, I, don't I don't remember seeing really like this before. Uh, and I don't particularly like the fact that they went with a body with a neck. Because um, I think the original one is just the head, right? I have no Wait, idea. Wait, is it? That's what is the costume go all the no. way up there? No. Is the one a neck also? I think so. Let me look I this up. I want to say so. Yeah, it's oh, not yeah, like Spider-Man. I'm complaining about the body. Let's oh, that's right. What do y'all think about it while we're looking this up? Uh, uh, dude, I, I want this. It looks good. I'm not a huge fan of that character, so I, I wouldn't buy this, but I mean, again, they usually just it's also a prototype picture, so of course mm-hmm. it looks even better, but I mean yeah, it looks like it is a head with a body, but either way, it just seems very bare bones. Um it seems a little late, like I mean Hot Toys tends to do this. Like this is far enough out that the first one has come out already and like people can't return it. Like this is just like typical Hot Toys stuff, you know. Um, because what the movie came out last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year. I don't know, it just seems like a long time being that they've already made a Captain Marvel. Are you gonna pick this up, Chris? Well, to be fair, that last Captain Marvel movie came out just before Endgame. Mm-hmm. That is true. So they really squeezed that one out. That is true. Um yeah, I mean it's We've seen it before, right? As soon as one version of a figure drops, um, the next the Hot Toys releases the next version, like with Thanos. Um, Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, I mean, I think looking at the prototype pictures and the pictures that people have snapped at Secret Base, and that's you know, I think the figure looks really good. I think the head sculpt looks exactly like Brie Larson. I mean, there's to me, there's no denying that that is Brie Larson. Um, uh, I just started, uh, I just watched Endgame, well, the first half of it uh, last night. So this image, you know, is is very fresh in my, in my memory. Um, I think, I mean, I think the figure looks great. I'm actually a, a big Captain Marvel fan. I think I really like, you know, the, the, the solo movie and, um, you know, I like I like the way she portrays the character. So, for me, in a dream world situation, I would have both figures. But uh, I'm I still haven't. I had a pre order for the original one, but I canceled it when yeah. with the show when it got delayed, and so I could get my money back. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to wait until it was actually in stock and try to you know scoop scoop it up with a discount or something um, yeah. down the road, but. I don't know. I, I mean, we have seen some people that have had the figure, uh, the original one with some creasing in yeah, long term. Yeah. Uh, whether or not 
those issues can be worked out with some heat or something. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but again, I remember with the uh, iron spider, (laughs) I had it for, you know, a few days. I don't think I really had it that long, but anytime you would pose it, I mean, and some people say the suit is like self healing for Mm -hmm. what it's worth, but um, that was always a scary figure to articulate. And I haven't owned another hot toys with a suit material like that. Mm -hmm. Like this, um, but yeah, I remember watching, I think it was D Knight's review of Iron Spider when he first got it, and he was just miserable the whole time. <laughs> and then towards the end, he's like, I just put it next to this furnace and it started fixing itself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a $300 figure. You shouldn't have to heat it up in a furnace to, right. you know, yeah. Fix the I'm like Dean. Uh, I, uh, Dean and I were talking the other day about how most of our figures are like museum poses. I just like the museum pose on pretty much anything. Yeah, I don't know. So, so kind of like heroic and mm-hmm. stoic about a museum pose that's just like way more imposing to me than like, I don't know, like a flying pose or something. Right. Um, so I don't mind the museum pose. Um, even, well, on, even like Spider Man, like I just yeah. think it looks really cool, like him almost like jacked. Um, yeah. I, you look at this this picture that we're you know that's on the screen right now, and she's holding the gauntlet and everything. I mean, I wouldn't have any worries about her being in that pose. You know, right. maybe her right elbow after a little while, but um, for Dude, me, glass person, half full person, I'm just like, man, that gauntlet's gonna eat into the rubber of that suit. Like, <laughs> I just can't trust anything. Like, I just see some crazy ass threads like every week on OSR. You know, like, you're not wrong. I didn't even think about that, but. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, no, I was just saying, like, between the two figures, um, the thing is, I like the deluxe of the other one that comes with all the good, you know, all the other stuff. And uh, I know that, yeah, the jacket. I know Goose is looks kind of weak for the price point, but right. I still like those accessories and and everything. The yeah. the opportunity to mix it up, but uh, I do kind of like this one a little bit better. You know, her, you know, as she is, um, so. Yeah, Danny, Danny Lee says he likes the suit better than the first with the sash. Mm-hmm. Katie Smith agrees, and Mario Cortez says this is the only Captain Marvel I'll be picking up. I like the Marvel Legends. I know you talked about Marvel Legends earlier, but the Captain Marvel, the uh, the solo movie, it's yep. a good figure. Dude, that's yeah, I've got that one. Yeah, that's one of the best legends that they've come out with in recent memory. I don't remember this the, this suit being that different, but it totally is. I guess I was yeah, not paying attention. She was also moving like super fast and like. Oh, sure. I was. And I will say the uh, the lineup. I didn't grab a picture, but the lineup that Hot Toys put up with all the female characters looked uh-huh. pretty fucking sick. I know, and they added they had Mantis in there too, and that's one of my one of the figures that I I really want because Guardians of the Galaxy is really high on my Marvel list, so uh, I really. Uh, isn't there like a third party for? version? Yeah, the Bullet Head. Yeah, Did I uh, announced one or no? It, they teased it at San Diego Comic Con last okay. summer. Okay, I was like, when they when I saw that picture that you're talking about, yeah, I remember thinking like, oh yeah, there's mantis. Not mm-hmm. like, holy shit, they're showing a mantis. So that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, I guess they haven't formally announced to them. Oh yeah, so they're teasing. Of oh yeah, and the then figures they may figures. they may never put it out. So. Yeah, we'll be three years from now with Guardians Ooh. 7, and we're still waiting on damn man. This looks like my Theo Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So uh, up on the screen here, we have the Art Figures 1 6-scale Ulysses Claw coming in at $130, US releasing Q3 2020. I've seen this bill as high as $160, uh, depending where you're pre-ordering it at. But uh, I got to say, I really like the look of this figure. It comes with an interchangeable uh, arm with the Wakandan gun thing, uh, two pistols, the Wakandan hammer, a briefcase, and uh, a necklace and i gotta say i mean this isn't the greatest likeness of all time mm-hmm. um but uh, i think i saw chris you put somewhere earlier and it's really good points like this is instantly recognizable as uh you know as ulysses claw like you're oh, not yeah. gonna take this for any other character right uh, i think it needs to be like a little dirtier in the movie he was all grungy mm-hmm. uh but other than that i think this is this is a home run and the price the get tailoring it on the vest is weird uh, yeah, he looks a little too broad. Yeah, the pants look really well done, but you're right. The the vest, the vest on the shoulders, on the waist area, the abdomen, it looks great. But uh, yeah, just like the vest goes like way too far out. But this looks great. Are you gonna get it, Zach? Because I now you have all the Wakanda I'm, figures. I'm actually tempted because. It would he be like a really good show. Have it by the time these things pop up. <laughs> oh, this is coming wow. out in September. So, and and you're very true. I would say, even though I think T'Chaka is the best figure, I think the last one I would sell would be Killmonger, just because I like Michael B. Jordan so much more. Um, but this would be a really good second figure to put on a shelf with a Killmonger, even though Killmonger does kill this guy. But uh, at least in the first half. Wow! Of the just gonna watch it. Keep it out. Uh, man, this is a good-looking figure, though, and and I mean for one thirty, one sixty, it's kind of like eh, one thirty. Though you can pose not... this one with uh, Ultra and also the Hot Toys. That's that is true. true. Just that take armor. Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm also uh, kind of wondering how the that left arm works because it looks like it's just like a peg. Yeah, it comes into the there. bicep like it's a like... bicep one just pops out. Okay, so the other replacement arm would still have a. Elbow. Yeah, the other one would probably still have that okay. peg as well. Okay. Um, this looks great, though. Yeah, it looks like it has a seam uh, where it snaps in. Mm-hmm. I, so, I mean, I, I love Andy Circus. Like anything he does. Um, That's and... the thing. I really want Andy Circus figure, Mike. I really want Caesar from Planet of the Apes, but no one's ever going to make that figure. Well, and most of the time he's in mocap. So, like, That's to get so him in his, you know, Just actual, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean the face sculpt like from far away it you know it, it looks it looks pretty decent but up close like f- straight on you know it looks more of a Oy. character caricature of Andy uh of Claw um like a more but, stylized yeah exactly because uh, I think this is the same company that made that really stylized um Correct me if I'm wrong, but the really stylized Aquaman. And it looks like this neck has that same, like, cartoonish body proportions right here. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's actually why the body was so oddly shaped up top. Because that that Aquaman body was, like, really big. His lats are, like, crazy. (laughs) My man don't skip lat day at all. Uh, Was his his tie like that? Like, all loose? I mean, you could probably that. I wouldn't be too worried about that. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, sure. It's like everything up top is like, like it's ripping <laughs> out. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just got some of that Wakandan uh, flower <laughs> stuff. No, <laughs> yeah. the power of the Black Panther. Um, uh, I mean, I, 
figure to body swap too because the arm is so speci- uh, specific to this figure and then the tattoo in the other arm you couldn't just like easily swap it out for something mm-hmm. right yeah i like the tattoo for sure the the print on there looks awesome we don't and i mean we don't get too many figures that have the tattoos printed on um other than like say joker or harley mm-hmm. um you know some of those figures but you know being a tattoo guy i like i like to see that and it's not one that i would go for uh me probably about a year ago i would have gone for it but um i'm trying to uh clean up the the collection because you know i love these secondary characters tertiary characters but man you you only got so much room and and yeah they start filling out the shelf real fast yeah i and so speaking of like secondary characters i tried making a um i can't even uh ross from um everett ross from black panther um uh what's his name uh martin freeman i had bought a uh doctor who figure of his and i was i bought a suit and i was going to make him into you know uh everett ross from black panther as a complimentary figure to my other black panther figures and i was getting so frustrated because he's a shorter character i could not find a suit to fit properly and like i went bought several suits and i bought this figure and i'm like this sucks and i'm not pro tip just go to a seamstress you know like i'm not even kidding yeah some like i've i've had some stuff like very minorly modified Mm-hmm. by uh, seamstress and honestly it was like such a different thing you know because all day they're just hemming and yeah it was something so out there that they they didn't even want to charge me and it took them like three seconds to do <laughs> no kidding oh uh, man yeah. so well, just, dude just put your pride aside and take yeah. your you know action figure pants and get them tailored <laughs> it, it's really not that bad and and even like uh i've used it a few times uh liquid stitch okay uh, it's you know you have to be a little less uh heavy-handed the application but uh it's like a glue you fold Mm -hmm. it over put the glue and you can kind of create a hem like that and then you just have to put like a book on it overnight and it'll dry it'll it'll it's like a liquid stitch obviously yeah Uh, or even just uh you know just stitching it yourself i mean you know needle and thread pretty cheap uh you're not that not that handy yeah my my i would fuck it up (laughs) i know i would the it would look so bad (laughs) yeah but you know there are ways to get that done um but yeah yeah, i've been in your shoes before where it's like you have a short character a character that's too tall and Mm -hmm. everything is just a nightmare i just Uh, i i was so bummed out because like i had this in my mind like this is the problem i have i'm like i have this idea and i want to get it done and I run into a problem and I'm like, forget it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to your boys. You're among friends here. You can yeah. reach out to us for custom help. Chris. Yeah. I dumped all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I just whenever I have a question, I just ask that. I know. I don't even bother. No, I've been know. listening to you guys forever. I should have known better. My heart, yeah. my heart hurts, Chris. My heart, yeah. my heart hurts. That's actually Next unrelated. Time. He's been seeing a doctor. Oh. <laughs> well, 
I think you <laughs> a doctor for that. But uh, anyways, so this is uh, from Jazz Inc. Dioramas. They're uh, in pre-production on this six-scale BDS cave, the Justice Computer Ooh. Lab. Uh, uh, some specs here. The computer desk will come with a metal desktop, all equipment like the rack, units, keyboards, etc. The six screens as fixed images printed on Perspex. The custom ergo ergo chair, the floor support structures with metal rods. Uh, so this is in pre-production. It's seven hundred and forty-nine dollars coming out uh, April two thousand twenty-one. And uh, right now, like I said, it, it's in pre-production. So this is a, a kind of like a fan suggestion that uh, Yoast got. And this will not be made if a certain threshold of orders isn't isn't hit. So. Uh, if this is something that you'd like to see uh, made, hit up uh, Yoast at info at jazzinkdioramas.com. Uh, they're also working on some more Batman stuff. So this is a six-scale uh, searchlight, and this is uh, a 3D render that they have here. And the one thing that I really like about this is that they give you six different uh, Batman silhouettes. So you can pop this uh, off of the light, and you can replace it with any of these other uh, five That's awesome. uh, silhouettes, which is just like a genius idea. Um, and so, you know, that's a really good price comes in at $250. And then he's also, uh, actually real quick, but going back to the light, uh, it is made of die cast parts, uh, 15 inches high. It will fit in an Ikea Detoff. Uh, like I said, six different silhouettes from six different eras. Uh, and the measurements are approximately 38 centimeters wide, 20 deep and 38 high. And, uh, the guy that he's working with to make the rendering is, uh, his name is Richard Money. Um, is that LED or... Um, I think in the video he put up the other day, he said it was halogen. Um, I could be wrong, but that seems like it would make more sense to do it as LED. Uh, I know in the video he was wanting to make it so that people could replace the bulbs themselves. Um, but if you're using like an LED, an LED has you know lifespan of 10 plus years right? You know, constantly on. Um, but again, I like I said, I didn't see on the specs and I know he's still kind of working on the design. Um, so I can't comment on that, uh, that question just yet, but I, I believe in the video, he said it was a halogen light. Uh, and then the last project that uh, I wanted to show you guys was the vulture. He put up a video this week on his YouTube channel, jazzing dioramas, and it showed some different exploded views of the redesign that they did for the iron scavenger. And, uh, it's coming along pretty good. So that's also on jazzingdioramas.com. So check those out if you want a vulture, a search site, or the Batman uh, computer lab diorama. Looks dope. Dean, I have been loving Transformers lately. And Takara, almost too much. Almost too much. You're 100% right. <laughs> um, but Takara put up a video the other day of something really special. It's the Transformers MPM 10. Uh, Bayverse movie Starscream from movie one and it is fantastic this is a huge upgrade from uh, I think in like the early like 2008 2010 they released uh, in a line called hunt for the Decepticons a Starscream mold and they uh, repurposed that mold and repainted it for uh, MPM one and a lot of people thought it was kind of cheeky because it wasn't really a masterpiece mold it was just like a basic Hasbro mold. And uh, you can see here, this is what the, on the left, this is a, uh, a third party of that mold. And this is the right, which is the official. Um, but for MPM 10, it looks like they did retool the mold, the mold and like redo a lot of parts of it. Um, this is quite expensive though. I know Dean, you and I were talking about this off air, but it's $239. Right. 
uh, releasing September 2020, and this is in the United States is going to be a Target exclusive. Um, I can't imagine Target carrying $200 figures. Yeah, but where else are you going to carry? Toys R Us is gone. Are they? Do you think Target is going to amp up their like kind of specialty section or something? Has to. Toys R Us used to carry masterpiece. Um, so having a, a figure like this on a retail shelf isn't like unheard of, but Target, like, no, I can't imagine what? it being in the. In I the mean, Target sells dollar Black Series helmets, so I mean, this is obviously twice as expensive as that. But I mean, they can uh, put it like in a glass case, and then when you want, that's it, true. They do carry a lot of the high end mm. Funko stuff, like the the pop protected stuff, and or everything like the like video that. games where they have them. Yeah, that's true. Um, but are they going to make a whole section for just one two hundred dollar figure? What other two hundred dollar figures are they going to carry? Maybe they get the other masterpiece. And two thirty nine seems like a lot, but uh, I mean, kind of being a Hot Toys collector, we're kind of like we're kind of dull mm, to that price point. True. Uh, but I mean, to car masterpiece like the Optimus Prime goes for four fifty. That's the retail price. Oh, um, so I mean. You know, that sounds like a lot of money, but in Transformers terms, that's like a pretty mid-range figure. Um, I'm very interested to see the size of this because I have the uh, the uh, Black Mamba, which is a oversized studio series, and this thing is fucking huge. Holy cow. Um, and then I also have the uh, the God 08, which is the one on the left here coming in uh, from a deal I did with another Transformer collector. And... Um, I mean, both of those are really big. Um, and it kind of brings me to one of my things with Starscream is, uh, Dean, you obviously know I'm very anal about scale. Yeah, um, you're weird. Yeah. And so um, this God Zero Eight Starscream is like actually in scale with the um, the 3A Optimus. Oh, nice. But the Claire figure from the Bumblebee movie that I have, which is in scale with the Optimus as well, is way too big compared to Starscream. And I, I've been thinking about this for like two weeks. Like, how is like this just doesn't make any sense? And I was going on the NPM 10 thread on TF Source, and someone was like, Well, actually, the Starscream from the movie is using like mass shifting because we know how big this actual real plane is, and we right. can like get scale parts, for example, the cockpit here. Mm-hmm. And you can see that the Starscream should be almost twice as tall as Megatron. But in the or as an optimist, but in the movie, he's as tall. So I feel really good that like my mind can rest now that I know that it's just not like some weird figure thing. Because I mean, there's no way that Claire figure could fit in this cockpit that's in the front of this figure. So right, super nerdy. No one probably cares about it. But I, when you tall. said that Starscream was the same size as Optimus Prime, in my head I was like, F-22s are not the size of a of a of truck, a, right? Of a big rig. Those things yeah. are huge. Yeah, I've. Uh, they come to my dad's base every once in a while and they're fucking massive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just felt really good. Like that, I, that this little thing that I never thought anyone cared about was like answered in such detail on this forum. So uh, you yeah, can see your F-22 weirdo on the internet. You're not alone. <laughs> Someone stacking goats you on and top one of, other guy, <laughs> some other guy stacking goats on top of a T-Rex. <laughs> Who does that? I do that. Dean, uh, you have a grinds my gears. I for the first time ever, I don't think I've I don't have a grinds my gears this week, but you do, and I love your grinds my gears. So it's, tell me about it, Dean. I've almost come around on this. Really? I'm, like, I'm so split on this, it's frustrating. So Todd McFarlane put up on his on on not even on his on 
what is this called? Kickstarter. Go, Kickstarter. Sorry, I was thinking it's GoFundMe. Kickstarter. Um, uh, the Spawn figure that he showed off at Toy Fair, which is a recreation of the very first figure he ever released of Spawn. Um, this prototype. Now, this one that he's showing here is not only what you're paying. It, that's not what you're going to get. Apparently, the one that is up for Kickstarter is going to have 20 points of articulation. This is a statue that they're showing. So they don't even have a product to show you. Um, it comes in two different versions, classic spawn, modern spawn, which is just the paint scheme, and then an artist proof right here that you're showing. Um, now, at Toy Fair, this figure that is shown 7 inch here was actually like, I think, 14 inches. Which I was super stoked about because I was like, oh, I'll totally buy that. But they're not even making that anymore. Yeah. So then he he launches this Kickstarter. And it's like, why are you making us pay for a figure that you could just make anyway? Like, it's just so frustrating because it's like, people want this. They're going to buy it. Why do you need them to bankroll you to do it? Yeah, which we've talked about before. Yeah, there's there's some people in our hobby that have like genuine passion projects, like articulated icons, like people that don't have, you know, the means and the company behind them to make things. So when I see companies like Todd McFarlane Productions or Hasbro uh, crowdfunding shit, I just I can't I just can't get something rubs me the wrong way about it. Yeah, now, I will like, say this. Take the risk to make this and potentially have it fail. So yeah. I forget. This is the reason why I've kind of come around on this. When he first launched this, it was only one figure. Mm-hmm. But he, they, I mean, the the fan base knocked out the goal in like hours. Yeah, it was like and, four hours. And he was like, "All right, well, if if you if we raise this much money, I'll include." A, a different version of the figure. And then I'll also include different head sculpts, right? And then they knocked that goal out. And he was like, all right, we'll offer a three pack now. And then that three pack will have two additional exclusive head, head <laughs> sculpts for the three pack. But it's like, okay, so if I want the three pack, not only do I have to bankroll the initial figure, but a second and a third. <laughs> so now it's like almost $200 to get this thing. Um, not, speaking of which, it's $40 for the base figure. That's 20 more than it would be just retail. Yeah. So it's like, what am I paying an extra 20 bucks for to bankroll your damn figure? It's just so frustrating. But it's like, he is adding additional stuff. So I'm kind of like, not so pissed off. But I'm still really mad. Like, ugh. Because like, I really wanted this figure. And now I have to kickstart to get it. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like Chris, the. Oh, yeah. Chris. Do you have. Uh, I know <laughs> we've, I we've bl- roasted uh, blood vessel. Hasbro. Yeah. Settle Dean down here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? Mm. These this things that are happening lately in our hobby? I know you're a big Hasbro fan. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't even. <clears throat> Did you back the barge? I did not. I did not. Or uh, Justin Timberlake Jeff right there. Oh, God. Yeah. I And the <laughs> thing is, I've transitioned out of, you know, I just pick up a couple 
modern figures here and there, but there aren't even any to pick up really other than a random vintage collection figure. So yeah, I mean the, the whole Kickstarter with the big company kind of thing, it's, you know, you like Dean said, and, and it's tough because you feel like these companies should be able to take the risk and, uh, you know, take the financial risk. I, but these, these options are out there now and it's, they see the success that some of these companies have. So it's like, Hey, why don't we try something and see what comes of it? Because, you know, initially it's tough, but who knows, maybe this spawns, like a whole line of wow. figures. Wow. <laughs> that was, was fantastic. That, that was horrible. It just um, really bones me out because yeah. it's like if I now if I want this figure, which I do, I yeah. really like spawn. Um, I have to not only pay the premium of the Kickstarter, because this is a $25 figure mm-hmm. tops, but now I have to spend $40. Yeah. Uh, if I want the classic version or the modern version, you could pick. But let's just say I wanted both. That's forty bucks retail. Now I got to spend eighty mm-hmm. just just to say I back the product. And and if I don't, I'm gonna pay even more money aftermarket because oh, yeah. you know people are gonna price gouge. Yeah, it's like, instantly. Well, I backed it and you didn't. Instantly. So you, if you want my figures, you got to pay a premium, which I also understand. But at the same time, it's like, well, shit. Like, what about the just average person who just wanted this figure? Now they yeah, can get it, it. It's a total catch twenty two because if you really want it, you you your best. I mean, we know these things. Like, if there's a hot toys you really want, you should probably pre order it at retail right. because you know the trend is usually they skyrocket after they sell out. The Dude, you know I don't the, feel bad at all for people that don't pre-order and complain about right scalpers. right it's like so like a year no and and I mean that's that's kind of the thing and unfortunately I mean I guess you could look at it as a as a pre-order and you know you just kind of go you know just try to get past the this thing because he doesn't do he hasn't done it with anything else so this is his, this is his first time around i mean mcfarlane i was collecting spawn figures back in the 90s i was oh, driving right. i was driving around to all the walmarts and everything picking up everything on clearance like i had so many spawn figures and i had all the comics and i i mean i love spawn and trust me if they made uh six scale spawn figure you know fully articulated all the mixed media like uh an official one i would be you know i would be in on that because the nostalgia for spawn even though it's not huge for me the fact that he would come out with a figure in the scale that i'm really focusing on now um you know would be huge but as far as this goes the backing uh i mean I've I've been a part of Kickstarters uh, for something that I've wanted and it hasn't gotten backed. And then I've been a part of ones where they blow up. Like for the vintage collection, there was a book that went out last year. Um, 
the guys that used to be involved with with Hasbro and stuff created this vintage collection book and it blew their minds like how many people were involved in this yeah. i mean and backing it and just kept on hitting every goal and they kept on adding more and more and more and more i mean they're making coins they're making posters they're making prints they're adding more pages all kinds of stuff um because they are so thankful that so many people were backing it and right. hope i mean don't you i mean i think with this this one don't you get an autograph plaque from todd hey. mcfarlane yeah um, yeah yeah there's some cool there's definitely some cool um which is why i'm less upset is that he's yeah. adding a bunch of stuff that wasn't originally there he may still add more stuff too but um we don't know what also makes me mad is like okay so you're crowdfunding this thing and immediately blowing through goals which means people want it so you don't need to crowdsource mm -hmm. it you could just make it and it will sell yeah but nope we have to pay the premium one, one thing that i thought was so cheeky is i saw some posts people were like oh if we hit x number of backers we'll get real metal chains and i'm like dude i have a spawn statue from like <laughs> early 2000s that have metal chains like metal chains aren't like yeah, a thing to withhold yeah, if you don't yeah. get a, a certain number of. Honestly, backs. the metal chains are uh, not; they don't hold up. I'd rather have the rubber chains. The plastic or the metal ones are so small that uh, sometimes they'll catch and bend out of shape, and then come loose, and then you're screwed. Um, but so yeah, what's, I don't. What's the timing on this? What's the? Oh shoot! I didn't even see when it ended. Uh, I'm so furious! I think my it depends so furiously backing in, it. Uh, Sixteen days. I, I have think. not backed it, but I'm considering doing it right now. There's thirteen thousand one hundred sixty-two backers with a total of one million seven hundred twenty-three thousand six hundred twenty-three dollars. But see, that's another thing. Like the figure that they're showing isn't what you're gonna get. That's because tricky. they said it comes with 20 points of articulation, and the thing on the Kickstarter is a statue. Yeah, so like, in, one of the, in one of the questions, because on Kickstarter you can ask questions, yeah. Tom McFarland said that, like, confirm that it's not, but that they had to choose, like, one photo to represent the figure. Uh -huh. and that's the one they chose of each one was, like, Sorry. a static pose statue, which yeah, doesn't... See, I would love to have the, the classic and the modern... Because by the time I started getting in the spawn, it was modern. He didn't have the red uh, okay. on the suit. It was just the black. Um, but I that was also the time when uh, the uh, comic book cover figures were coming out. And there was all kinds of spawn figures. I still have them in their boxes somewhere uh, at my other house. And it's like, I love all versions of spawn. Spawn's super cool. Al Simmons is such a badass dude uh they're coming out with the, the new movie which i'm pretty yeah i was just about. gonna say so have, maybe have, you'll get one chris yeah have we know. heard have we heard anything about that movie recently oh go on manny oh no go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say the last thing i heard was jamie fox was gonna be al simmons that's what i heard i heard that he dipped out that's what i heard oh to get michael b jordan in there oh, oh man that'd be tight i don't think he's old enough for al simmons but Al Simmons was like a, a battle-hardened vet. That figure that I was showing you was from Kane's Productions. I, oh, I don't know how big of a fan I am. People, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This whole thing just rubs me the wrong way, and I'm like reluctant to uh, just out of spite not join it. 
the Kickstarter, but if I don't, like, I'm not going to get that figure, and that also bums me out. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll keep you guys updated. Chris, you're such a positive person. I love it. Right? What is class <laughs> He was you like, what's your thing as a like pre-order? A big, and I was like, damn There's it, a right. big, like, yin-yang with our shows. You guys are so positive, and we're, like, so overtly negative. It's, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I love I love listening to you guys. I love yeah. Dean going on his rants and everything and yeah, grinds I, your gears. I, I just mean, love this, it. This is our first inaugural Collecting Scavengers collaboration. Oh, I know. Jeez. We've been trying Finally. to do I know it's been impossible to coordinate. Uh, so super mad toys uh, posted a little bit of a delay. So they said, these are the almost final versions of painted head sculpts. Two head sculpt colors have been confirmed. I want to ensure the color process cannot go wrong. Now the progress is greatly affected by the outbreak. Only a few workers can work back in the factory. Hopefully things can be recovered soon so that the figures can be delivered in May. And this is in regards to the agent K from Blade Runner 2049. We actually might be in 2049 by the time this figure comes out. <laughs> I was about to say, every time you bring this up, it's like, oh, another slight delay. It's like, I thought I, you guys talked about this like a year ago. And it oh, was we like talked about two years ago. Yeah. yeah it's, it's awful. I, I honestly, I mean, it's a figure. You guys aren't building a goddamn rocket ship. I don't Dude, I remember when this went up for pre-order and you were like, yeah, I'm just kind of worried about paying it off in time. And then now it's like, oh, I paid that off like two years, <laughs> two years ago. And I'm still, it's like, geez. I'm actually worried because, you know, I mean, I have all my PayPal receipts and everything, but I just don't want it to come to that time where it's ready to go. And they're like, oh, you owe you know x amount yeah. of dollars inflation uh, in the past look, two years i'll <laughs> say i'll say i don't like uh bankrolling a figure on kickstarter but uh at least i know mcfarlane will get that shit out in time not like this Ugh, don't yeah. even i mean this is bad. Say, some kickstarters have not have been funded and have not been made but that's mm-hmm. true yeah. at least but the good thing is i'm i'm with a very reputable company so if this doesn't come out tns i have no doubt will you know mm-hmm. we'll money uh only one thing released this week the mastered ultra instinct goku i'm very torn on this figure dean i tagged you on a post today of a guy going through some posing with this guy and uh it looked fantastic but just it just really bothers me that um they added these little scratches on the figure and they didn't paint them in you know i'm I'm perfectly fine with the torn clothes and no battle damage but if you're going to do both and then not go the extra mile on a you know fairly expensive figure arts as far as Goku's concerned, this is almost twice as expensive as as most of his releases. Is it really? Was it fifty bucks? Uh, fifty to sixty bucks, yeah. Jeez. Then most Goku's come in at thirty five. So, um, not too keen on it. Have you have your thoughts changed at all? Uh, no. In fact, I'm the one that <laughs> that messaged you all pissed off about it. I was like, yo, what the hell? Yeah. Because um, I was like, they're either surface like scratches so it'd be like dirt or mm-hmm. they would be so deep they'd be bloody so which is it because you haven't done anything to these scrapes that you've added to the figure it looks stupid yeah it should be like a deco like just a real shallow you know decal yeah. place over the figure not yeah, dirt maybe in the, in the flesh it's just in, yeah, with no blood or anything. I don't know. Maybe they can't put blood on a figure. I have no idea. I mean, he wasn't really that bloody though. On the, it was more dirt in the anime. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to get it. But have you seen in hand pictures of this? this yeah, guy? yeah. There's a few people that have gotten theirs already from Amiyami, and I mean, I thought it looked really good in the pictures, but I just couldn't get past like those little scratch marks. 
Uh, and it's a shame because this torso for customs is like a godsend because people have been trying to make their own torsos for like years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have this figure in pre-order. I already have $15 down on it at GameStop. So, I mean, it comes out in May. Maybe I'll like it more by then, but uh, I don't know. God this damn, is not man. a thing that I'm enthusiastically buying, especially since I already have the demoniacal fit um, heads on the Awakening Goku body, which is, I think, far superior to this one. Uh, I mean, That's, isn't it basically the same figure? Uh, the Goku body has that that piece of clothing. Well, I know, but essentially, taking yeah, it off, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's I mean, I've said it before. I will say it again. That's one of my top figures of all time. So I good- have no doubt I will like this, but that just bothers me that there's no added detail to the detail they added. Yeah. It is tough for that price point, not to get that additional, um, right. For how small these really are. I mean, and let's be real. I mean, you could probably do this in like two seconds with Mm. like a little bit of paint or a marker or something. But at the same time, it's like, should I have to do that? Um, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, you do kind of customize everything. So I'm sure. I know. know. I'm also the same person that bought a Killmonger and then fucking spent two hours (laughs) changing all the lines. So I am not the person to be the the bearer of that one. Dean, give us a uh, sponsor tag. Yeah. Watto Scrapyard is the sponsor for today's episode. Super amazing guy. Uh, Filling holes on your shelves you didn't even know you need filled. He makes uh, parts for your old Hasbro and Kenner vehicles. Head sculpts from three and three quarter all the way up to six scale. Uh, whatever you need, he's either got it or can get it. So just message uh, our buddy Sean Fear, aka Watto, and he'll get whatever you need done. What a guy! What a guy! The best guy. So big news coming out of San Diego this week: uh, the official cancellation of SDCC. So I want to say the last few weeks have been an unprecedented time. Since it is becoming apparent that COVID-19 restrictions will not be a short-term matter, we have made the sad decision to cancel Comic-Con for the first time in its 50-year history. Um, And pretty much they just expand upon that, saying that uh, exhibitors for the Comic-Con 2020 will have the option to request a refund or transfer their payment to Comic-Con 2021. Same with badge holders, and that will be in an email that comes next week. Uh, And also hotel reservations made through on peak, the official Comic-Con hotel affiliate will be canceled automatically. So um, we've hammered this, you know, for the last three or four weeks thinking it should be canceled now that it has been canceled. uh, I've seen a lot of companies that I I know exhibit uh, offer to do a virtual booth. And I think that's really fantastic. I know uh, Chronicle and several other companies, I'm sure Sideshow will do it as well. Um, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I think it's a good call. I think it's a really good call. What about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, we knew it was coming just the way things have been playing out across yeah. the country. Um, I think it's for the best. I think we just, everybody just takes a rain check on all these conventions and everything this year. And, um, you know, maybe it'll just make those events that much more exciting and, and, you know, <clears throat> Uh, a lot more people will attend next year um, as long as everything's, you know, safe and, and that sort of thing. But it is a bummer because, like, you know, you guys know, like, this is our bread and butter. Like, all the stuff that gets dropped at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of our most viewed content was our San Diego, Com- San Diego Comic-Con review stuff. And yeah, it's just, um, it's a bummer. But hopefully, uh, I know 
like you said, uh, Zach, that some of these companies, these manufacturers will hopefully do some online stuff, maybe some, they'll do some virtual panels, um, whether or not we get, you know, drop movie, movie information, TV show information, all that stuff. Uh, I think a lot of stuff is still like in limbo as far as production wise. And, um, but yeah, it stinks. I mean, we saw so many, so many, um, hot toys prototypes last year that, eh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's such a bummer. Uh, the only thing that kind of concerns me here is the hotel reservations only made through the on peak and the official affiliate. That kind of sucks. Well, I'm sure the other ones you can call them and cancel. I think I think it's my understanding is that the city has an agreement with people that you know with any hotel that's in that area for that weekend. It's yeah, like it's an agreement that they get certain rates and. Um, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. at least as long as they're looking out for everybody, because that would suck if, you know. Joe. I think it's just saying, like, for those people that did this, you don't have to do anything extra. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, you know, I, I could totally be wrong, but. What's I, next? Star Wars uh, Celebration? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's in what? August. August? Yeah. I thought you were telling me to go to the next line. I was like, God damn. <laughs> no. I was like, no, 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 damn, no, no. this taking control of the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> you talked to Brian Get right on now? with this segment. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, yeah, I dude, that's that'll be a tough one. But yeah. also, at the same time, like, what really do they have to talk about at Star Wars Celebration? I know. A, a lot of people are talking um, that if they don't have it this year, uh, they may not have it I mean, this is just speculation just because of what's going on next year. Um, D23 is next year. So um, Disney is... What's that? They might combine them or what? No, they might just skip Star Wars Celebration and have it be not until 2022. Um, Because they've been trying to stagger. They tried to make it so that it was Star Wars Celebration one year and then D23 the next. And then so it goes back and forth. Uh, Um, So we'll... We'll probably know pretty soon. I bought, I had tickets to, to it. I sold to another collector buddy. Um, but the refund if has to go through me. Um, but, uh, I had, I had wanted to go, but the timing is just horrible. You had to um, celebration or to STCC? Uh, celebration. Cause I went, I went to celebration last year and, uh, it was such an amazing experience that I, I was like, I got to go to the next one. And then, you know, it was, as soon as tickets went available last year, I, I got them in the first like 10 seconds. And, um, I was just like, I'll figure everything else out, you know, as we go. And then, you know, life happens and I'm like, yeah, that's right at the right before school starts for my, for my kid. And, uh, it's just not feasible. So I, I sold mine, but, uh, still perfect world. I would love to go, you know, every year. Um, so it, it it is a total bummer, especially for all the vendors and everybody that banks on it for their income and and that sort of thing. I just it's such a bummer all around. This sounds so bad, but I really don't care for the people that go to SDCC to scalp shit. I could care less. Exhibitors, <laughs> I could totally see, but there's a lot of people in San Antonio that do that, and it's fucking awful. Me. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Manny, give us the introduction to our retro review. 
All right, so we're going to be talking about The Return of the Living Dead. It was announced, uh, it was uh, released on August 16th, 1985. And I'll give you guys a quick synopsis. If you haven't heard it, obviously, it's a spoiler, kind of. So just listen anyways, because we're awesome. Um, Okay, so here it goes. When Foreman Frank shows new employee Freddy a secret military experiment in a supply warehouse, the two klutzes accidentally release a gas that reanimates corpses into flesh-eating zombies. As the epidemic spreads through Louisville, Kentucky, and the creatures satisfy their hunger in uh, gory and outlandish ways, Frank and Freddy fight to survive with the help of their boss and a mysterious mortician. Um, it's actually brain-eating zombies. Yeah. And that's brain, and we'll talk about for the brain. Yeah, that's the first film that introduces that concept. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it ninety-two percent, uh, so it's fresh. And then Ray Flix gave it nine out of ten. Oh, real review that matters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. this is without a doubt one of the. Uh, if you love zombie movies and you haven't seen this, what? Why? What are you even doing? <laughs> Yeah, this is one of the zombie movies to watch that isn't George A. Romero. Like, right. this this doesn't. And one of my favorite things about this movie is it gives you an explanation to why they're zombies. Because sometimes right. there's just zombies for the sake of it, and this is like, oh, it's like this experimental gas, which you don't really need that. It's a zombie movie, but it's not, it's a nice touch. Yeah, it, I love it because. The film itself has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's like it can survive off of just just one film, and that's it. Uh, I yeah, I I love it. This was a good movie. I um, I was telling Manny off air that Akira was a great movie, but it was a movie that really demanded like three hundred percent of your attention. That's fair. And then I had to watch it again, and it was like another three hundred percent of my attention. <laughs> this movie was like such an easy watch. It's very simple. You know, mm-hmm. great special effects, uh, great acting. Um, oh, I God. honestly, I'm not a big zombie movie fan, but um, from the movies I've seen, zombies just eat brains. Like that's just the thing. And you know, learning that this movie was what started that trope was a big mm-hmm. thing. Also, yeah. zombies running. This is the first movie to depict that. Uh, and talking. Um, oh yeah, that's true. They talk in this movie. I they're very intelligent. Love this movie. Um. A little cheeky at parts, um, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally and figuratively. But uh, mm-hmm. really good movie. I I loved it. As soon as you know, there's certain actions that really put the plot in place. And as soon as things happen, I was like, "Dude, they just it out of hand and so made fast. it so much worse." <laughs> and yeah. I I love this. Uh, I'm really glad that Manny recommended that this movie is available to stream for free on the Tubi app. I know Manny was a, a big horror f- or is a big horror fan, and he was very impressed by this. I was. I don't. I don't like horror anymore. anymore. Not after Termaine. Um, but uh, Tar- Tar- <laughs> uh, Chris, you yeah. watched this last minute, right? Yeah, I did. Dude, <laughs> I literally nightmares. How did you like it? Okay, I have a story, but I'll start <laughs> out. Um, so. I mean, I just, I literally watched it right, and not to like, I'm a total procrastinator, but. Um, I literally just watched it. So I liked it. I liked it. And I am not a horror movie person at all. Like uh, my wife loves horror movies. She loves just like all that stuff. And 
ever since we first started dating, it's like she always tried to get me to watch horror movies. I never wanted to watch them. Um, so I'll, I mean, I, I liked the movie. I just, I can't believe I liked it. Um, uh, not, not saying like, just because I, I'm not into this stuff. Right. Um, I'm right okay. there with you. So th- this movie, I realized that I had seen this movie before and, or at least parts of it. And Uh-oh. it was at a point in my life when I was 100% absolutely scarred by seeing this movie. <laughs> um, I was probably like six or seven. Uh, the movie was uh, already on TV. All right. And my parents went out. I had a babysitter. They, um, my babysitter had me, um, sleep in my parents' room for whatever reason. And when she put me down to bed, my parent, like I decided to turn on the TV and I started flipping through channels and this movie, which I, for all these years, I've never (laughs) known what movie this scene was from. That's amazing. And the scene where the the torso the the um corpse torso yeah it gets pulled oh, oh, oh yeah she gets pulled through the window and um is talking and everything that scene oh. legit horrifying <laughs> scarred me Took you for back. years i c- oh. nightmares could not sleep in my own bed um could not like it just totally screwed me up and I realized I I'm not like I realized that this movie is the reason why I hate horror movies. I'm gonna get a, oh, I'm gonna get a, uh, I'm gonna get some hate in my DMs later tonight. Screw you, no, man. no, no. Sleep. But the thing is, like, I told my wife this, and it's she's hungry, like, though. and she's like, but did you like the movie? And I'm like, I like the movie, and she's like. It's like an epiphany. Is that trembling? I love it. No, no, like I, it's like this, like my, uh, the stigma, this thing I've had against horror movies is like lifted oh. because I finally put this, like it together. It's better than therapy. Right. And I'm like, this I'm is, like, this is crazy. I never knew what movie that was from. And that scene like is. The pain. That's creepy. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Like how stuff. Like that, yeah. It was like a permeates in your mind. Yeah, and it was yeah. just lingering in the back, and then you saw it, and it was like, "Remember?" Yes. And for for me, the yeah. scene that like describes like what you're talking about, I still can't watch this scene. In Signs, when that alien comes through oh, uh, the birthday party, we we saw that movie in Arizona. It's behind. It yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I might want. <laughs> uh, we saw that movie in Arizona in a drive-through theater, and it was like the big thing in Arizona. But you're in the desert, and like, like behind the drive-through is like just like black, dead, like empty. black. And dude, you would just see things like falling from the sky while you're watching this. It was awful. Um, one yeah. of my one of my favorite oh, parts no, of this ahead. movie is the half dog. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he kicks the shit out of that thing. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh my god! It, was, it looks so ridiculous, but it's awesome. Uh, I mean. 
I, I mean, my, one of my favorite characters is the the girl with the red hair. I don't know why. I mean, just, oh yes, <laughs> oh yeah, even the first uh, body I've ever seen. Yeah, when if you were a kid and you saw like the full movie, uh, my my like, pants feel my pants feel funny. Yeah, I know. I got a tingly feeling. I mean, it's just uh-huh. um. So that's a bonus, you know. That's a bonus in the movie. But I gotta say, like you guys said, beginning, middle, and end plot makes like. I mean, it, it works, it works. And I love the visuals of like when they're cremating that body, it's like, Oh, this is perfect. This is the idea. And then the smoke and then the rain, dude. Oh, and then it's, and then you get that eerie, that eerie theme song. It's like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. It's like, Sleeping oh. into the ground. And it's just like, dude, everything gets so comes. out of hand so fast <laughs> in that movie. I love it. How, when, uh, the police and the paramedics come, it's just like, they all like are hiding and they all jump on them. And then there's yeah. like nothing left Same. of them. But there's still that other paramedic that is like still laying there. And stuff. I just, I love, I mean, there's a and lot of, that, yeah. That and, zombie jumps in the truck and he's like, send more paramedics. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. There's a lot of, I think that's what makes it so easy to watch is there's also a lot of comedy. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. not like it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's also not a parody of itself. It's mm-hmm. a very right. self-aware movie. It's, it's almost like if you watch the first Evil Dead, it's supposed to be a very like serious movie, but it, it ended up being kind of campy and a cult classic. And then the rest of the those movies are like comedies. Mm-hmm. And it's like this was right on that cusp of like it is funny, but it's also not. It's also uh, creepy. I, yeah, yeah, like the gore is handled really well. The fact that the zombies talk. Yeah. This um, star one is so, so disgusting. Really, <laughs> really quick. Um, when, when I first saw this film, I think I was like five or six also. Um, so I'd go to my grandparents' house, and they're responsible for showing me like all the things that I love today. Like They, they were the first ones to introduce me to RoboCop. Uh, I was like five. Um, also, I think it was Batman 89 star wars and return of the living dead was one of them sorry my light turned off here um so there i am a little five-year-old sitting in the living room with my grandpa and he plays this movie and i remember when i first saw the cadaver shaking in the bag i i had to turn on the light and i mean i fell in love with it and that was the first i think that was the first pair of boobs that i ever saw in the little uh now i'm not gonna go into it but Man. that was the first female body yeah <laughs> I've been addicted ever since. <laughs> you can't say boobs. Oh, I'm sorry. Kind of show this is. We're gonna get taken off YouTube. Brian's like, watching right now. You can't say the word I'm boobs. Sorry. It's so funny that like this propelled you in one direction, and it propelled me in a totally opposite direction. Where like, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely wanted nothing to do with any horror movies. I mean, even in high school, like when um, the Sixth Sense came out and stuff, and um, uh what's the blair witch project oh my god like i mean nightmares in high school like just like suppressed like issues and stuff and and you know i got over that stuff but uh it's just it's so funny and like uh i when you when you announced that this was the movie i'm like oh man come on you know but (laughs) but i actually i'm glad you did it because it's like kind of pushed me to, you know, 
watch something and then of all movies it's the movie that like scarred me yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> destiny it was Dude, there's a part there's a there's a bit of dialogue in the film that um that, that one of the characters his name is suicide the guy with like a, the bald head and like a chain and stuff there's a part when they're in the um in the graveyard and he says scram scram wimp it's like who says that but now i want to start saying that so oh there's a lot of that stuff and man i want his car i'm pretty sure it's a cadillac oh man oh, it's all graffitied up wheat i need that thing <laughs> <laughs> all rat rotted out man i wonder I, if anybody's I, ever re redone a car like that dude that's hilarious and one, one more thing um tarman i i i, I challenged I, I challenged the guys earlier to to name one more famous zombie right besides rob zombie like there's no other famous zombie except for tar man that i know of i was gonna say the the guys from like tyrant uh mr uh what's his name from resident evil oh okay but i mean that's those are video games i don't know if that counts more brains (laughs) this is the only instances that i know that zombies talk in this movie I think so. I think you're right because other than like know, old school Romero, don't they just say brains like <laughs> it's funny yeah. all chanting like brains? Yeah. Dude, Tarman is creepy, dude. Oh man, On screen, I love he's fucking creepy. How did they pull that off? I have a, oh, I, shoot, know, I, have a I have a story about this figure also. Yeah, tell your story. All right, so I've been working a lot, right? A lot of overtime. And this figure goes for like 150 to 200 bucks. So someone posted it on Macari for eight, no, no, 90, $90 um, plus like 10 shipping. So I offered the dude 70 and he bumped it to 80. And I was like, I've been working a lot. I'm going to buy it. So I bought it and he shipped it like the next day. Like it was pretty fast. I was pretty excited. So it said that it was going to be delivered on Saturday, which was uh, last Saturday. Well, there I am, you know, just home, I'm home because I can't go anywhere. So I'm waiting for the mail and it says delivered. So I like run to the damn uh, mailbox. Uh, I know that it's a it's a the box because it, it came new in box. So it was pretty big. So it wasn't going to fit in our typical mailbox. So like I'm like, OK, maybe they left a key or something that opens up a bigger one. So I opened the thing, no key. I didn't get any email for our locker. So I'm like, okay. So I called the post office and they're like, yeah, your carrier probably has it on the truck. So I'm like, okay. So this was Saturday. So I had to wait till Monday. So Monday comes along and still nothing. So I run out and uh, I see the, the mailman there and he's like, well, I'm not, I don't mean to point fingers, but you do know that it's, it's illegal to say that you didn't receive your package and you do have it. Oh, right. And I'm God. like, Swear to God, dude, Marissa was with me, and I was like, I didn't receive my package. Like, like they have cameras. I told him, I was like, you could check the cameras. He's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that it, that it's, uh, it's illegal to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I called the 800 number and I, you know, submitted a claim. Well, the next, I think it was two, uh, Tuesday, I went back down there, and he was like, still nothing. <laughs> like, just being kind of sarcastic, and I was like. I don't have it. Like I, I, I don't know what to do. So I contacted Macari and I told them, and they kind of, everyone kind of makes you seem like you're the bad guy. Like right. you did have, you do have it. Like nah, I wouldn't believe you. But 
uh, Macari didn't refund me my my money where I can actually transfer it to my bank. They gave me credit. So, you know, I have like a hundred dollars in credit. So I'm like, okay. So I gave it, you know, a couple days, and uh, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, I get a phone call from from our apartment complex, and she's like, "Yeah, someone uh, from apartment four six four or something called. They said they have a package that's to you, and it's your 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 number." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I you know quickly ran and I got it, and uh, the dude who sold it left me a little note that said, "You know, enjoy this. I've I've it's been a, a prized possession for whatever." And um, and I quickly you know I I reached out to Mercari and I was like, "Hey." You know, I'm take the credit, please. I know Dean and I were having a discussion with about that credit. Yeah, I was, I was like, like give you know, the credit. Yeah, I was like, I, I just, I'll feel bad, like I'll feel guilty, like. So I reached out to Macari and I was like, you know, please remove the funds. I have my figure, and I reached out to the seller. I was like, hey man, I, I found the figure. Thank you so much. Well, Macari ended up just saying, you can have the figure and you can have the credit. So now I have a hundred dollars in credit that I don't know what I want to buy. Win win. I thought, so, it, I thought so I lost it in the mail, dude. That's awesome. What are the details on the figure? What manufacturer? Like, what is it? Where did it come from? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember. I just opened it and threw the packaging <laughs> away. Um, but this I mean, guy's prized possession, and you're like, <laughs> dude, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to keep it in the box. Um, his arms move, and it's kind of a statue if you think about it. Oh, it's like an old school McFarlane figure. Does it have any uh, any markings under? Um, is that the picture that you we've got on the screen? Is that yours? Yeah, yeah that's his figure. Yeah. Okay, so it has a base oh. and all that stuff. Yeah, it has a base and it has a little brain. <laughs> Hold on, that's I awesome. think the base might have something. No, I'll, I'll get you the details, but I don't know. But yeah, it goes for around one hundred and fifty. It's a wow. pretty sweet little. Yeah. Yeah, there's there seems to I mean it's the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes like. Man, I can. I mean, I can see why people really like this movie. Um, yeah, it was like low budget. I think it took like four million dollars, and I think it raked in like fifteen million at the end of the day. Damn. Yeah. So it's uh, obviously it's a cult classic. It took some time for it to to get some legs, but mm-hmm. it's by a company I, called Monstars. Monstars. Oh, okay. It was released in two thousand eleven, I think. And the then movie? it says Amok Time Monstars. No, no, no. Hmm. So Amok Time. Um, yeah, yeah a lot of people think this is a sequel to other movies, but it's not. It's just it's See, movie. It, it mentions uh, it takes a, a, it mentions a night. Yeah, a night in Living Dead, saying, "Hey, these these events happen, but they have to switch them around." And we All have right. one of the barrels that. You know, yeah, I, I love it. I love everything about it. Did they have in the original movie? Did they have anything with barrels like? What the creatures were in? That I recall. I don't remember. Dude, I, I called uh, the number that was on the. Uh, <laughs> I, I was bored. Really? I called it, but it was like, if you're over fifty-five, press this Dude, number. Don't and I was like, that number. Oh, if you're dead, soul. if you're dead, press this number. We'll send Dude, gas your way right now. But apparently, back it. when this movie first came out, that number, uh, someone bought the rights to that number. And it was a phone sex hotline for like 20 years. Wow. <laughs> like no wonder you called it. I was like, you already knew five. that information. Right. He's he's watching the video, the the clip of that girl. He's in like, the, oh, the, uh, <laughs> the so bored. Yeah. Let me call this number. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
Like, no, I looked it up after the fact because no, I don't want to get too deep. Before. Yeah. I mean, anyway. just the idea like, that Jake just, hey, I'm just going to, you know, get get naked and dance around. This is you know, one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Well. Dude, even <laughs> when she comes back with that, with that wide mouth, like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for everybody, let's move on. Uh, in honor of having Chris Letty, our our official collecting scavengers um, joint podcast, we did a scavenger hunt and we had some people uh, assemble some items. Dean and I worked up a quick list. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was a shipper box, a Marvel figure, a Star Wars figure, a DC figure, hand sanitizer, toilet paper. <laughs> A head sculpt, an accessory, a steel book, and a package of wrist pegs. So, uh, Roy submitted this. Yes. Uh, I had to censor Jason Nelson because <laughs> he had Harley Quinn with a Fison oh, sexual comment. Uh, so, I had to censor his. Uh, this is Dan Lee, of course, with the Transformers mm-hmm. steel book. Nice. And then Quinn. So, let's uh, let me see if I got this to work. Uh, how do we go here? Yeah, the one with the Iron Man. Who uh, who was that? That was uh, Roy from. Thank you. I, I almost box and I was like, this dude forgot the biggest thing on here, and I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he like blends in with this background. Yeah, so let's do a wheel decide. We'll do a last man standing. Yeah, reverse draw. Oh, uh, Roy's out. Sweet angel. Oh no, Dan Lee's out. No, Dan. <laughs> Alright, so Quinn or Jason, who gets the icon? Quinn. Quinn gets the icon. So Quinn, you have until next Tuesday to claim your icon. If you don't hit me up with it, I will just uh, do a redraw. Um, <laughs> nobody tag. Yeah, nobody tag Quinn. I'll make sure Quinn's really a big fan of the show as he claims. Um, so let's... Uh, Dean, let's talk about this icon here. So, yeah, uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, it's an icon. All right. So, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we uh, sideshow decided to be cheeky and uh, use one of our slogans and colors. So we're like, all right, well, we're gonna take <laughs> take your logo. So we put a we did an A instead of an S in a uh, rectangle and. Uh, yeah, it looks super crispy, and uh, we tried to get some um, prototypes, and they they weren't working out properly. So I threw the uh, the file on my three D printer and knocked one out, and it came out beautiful. Yeah, this is uh, it's a job well done, my friend. So uh, in addition to Quinn's, we'll probably put up a, a small post on Ox. Maybe just make like five or six of these to to fundraise uh for some future ox stuff but uh yeah these are really great they're uh they're i mean honestly like the quality is excellent there's a few things i need to do so this is a prototype v1 i need to add a foam backing on the back to make it if it falls it won't scratch up your display and uh i think we just need to finalize the color scheme i just went with a matte black for the prototype but i actually really like it because all my cabinets are white so i think we might do a black a white and a yellow uh, and dean said he might customize his with some uh what was it silver leaf silver leaf yeah yeah it's easy you just got the glue and then lay the leaf down and rub it in with a brush mm-hmm. uh, i need to get one of these silver leaf is pretty inexpensive like seven bucks for a pack of 50 sheets really does it make like a real fine finish or does it all wrinkly? Uh, just depends on how well you can do it. 
Yeah. But I was probably just going to go over it with a um, epoxy resin and seal it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's what my sister did with her Skyrim mask. She gold taped it and then resined over it, and it looks yeah. beautiful. Um, so I'm gonna try my hand at silver leafing one. Yeah, and these are these are great. I think they're like six inches tall, like four inches wide, one inch deep. Yeah, um, we ordered some new res or um. Element. Yeah, one inch deep, eh? So I'll get you on Manny. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good for you guys. So if you want one, hit me up uh, on Collecting Weekly, and we'll work out uh, how much they'll cost and uh, and when they will be. Five hundred dollars, friends and family. Yeah, that's. Uh, these are obviously exclusive products here. So uh, we're pretty much at the end of the show. Uh, Chris, I'd, I'd love to talk with you just for a little bit. Uh, I know we're running a little long here, but uh, you guys are on the tear lately, uh, <laughs> really well. Uh, it seems like the quarantine coronavirus hasn't slowed you down too much. Uh, tell us a little bit about your content, um, and, and I'd love to maybe just pick your brain on a few things. Yeah, so Six Scale Scavengers, uh, that's uh, the podcast that Brian and I, Brian Fontaine and I started, uh, like I was saying earlier. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically we started out just talking about Marvel and Star Wars Hot Toys. We've recently started talking more about DC uh, just because we've started adding some figures to our collections. And our other co-host is uh, TC, and uh, he joined us last summer. And we've just been going strong and, and doing, like you guys, doing the the live streams um, on YouTube. We usually try to record uh wednesday nights and then we have all our podcasts everything's on audio form um as well as on youtube and the big thing right now is our website sixscalescavengers.com brian has been working diligently the last few weeks to update our hot toys checklists and we've got marvel star wars and dc going all the way back um every figure is as well what's that don't you guys have asmus on there as well we do have asmus we haven't been um focusing in on that too much um we haven't uh you know for a little while we were kind of thinking about getting into those lines and and tc and brian have kind of backed off on that um you know steve steve is doing that with uh his you know he's still collecting that um on his group therapy um show but uh yeah, so we he's been Brian's been going back and and revamping these lists that give detailed information for all the figures, links to all different websites that you can potentially find these figures on web um eBay, direct links right to eBay for these figures and gives you a breakdown of like when this figure is available, uh what was retail, uh, a little synopsis of the figure and and so it's a, it's a great uh, tool for any six scale hot toys collectors to check out. Um, so they can, they got a list right there. They can go down and see what was available and kind of get an idea of what market value is on these different sites. But uh, yeah, I mean, we basically just talk like we're like you guys, we're just talking um, hot toys, collecting what's going on in the six scale community. We talk about our collection updates uh, we usually have we have a topic every episode, uh, whether it be collecting related or display related, um, 
And then each episode, we have a feature figure. Uh, we've been doing some retro reviews lately uh, just because we haven't been getting brand new figures in hand uh, with everything that's going on. But I don't know. We just talk about six scale stuff. We've been, a, we're, I think next episode is episode 45. Um, yeah, almost at 50. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So it's just fun. Uh, we have a good time with it. And uh, we've got a Facebook group. We've got a, a public Facebook page, um, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just trying to. I remember um, when Dean and I had first started uh, initially, Dating. like long, long oh. ago. <laughs> um, what'd you say? Dating. Dating. Uh, no, no, we, that's, that's. Dean's my gone. boo. Don't steal him. Um you know, we had we had done one iteration, and at that time, you know, no one had really done a podcast for Hot Toys that I had known of. I think now mm-hmm. I know that uh, uh, someone had one at one point. Uh, and, uh, you know, five, six episodes in, we cut it, we called it quits. And uh, we tried again, like, you know, 10, 15 episodes, we called it quits, because it just never really seemed to gain any traction um, like I said, no one was really doing it. I know there's like the hot toys cast that was mm-hmm. out there for a while, but, uh, you know, it just kind of wasn't really a thing that I thought people were that interested in. Uh, we gave it a third go and, um, it was a little bit before we started taking it like that seriously. Um, cause we would record, but not like on a strict Tuesday schedule, you know, it'd be like this week, mm-hmm. maybe two weeks from now. And I remember someone had, I think you guys were posting on Tashi or OSR maybe. I think it's probably Tashi. And I listened to a few episodes and I was like, hey, this is really cool. Like, this is kind of like what we're doing, Um, you know. And I think on one episode, Brian had given me a shout out, uh, not knowing that I had a show as well, Mm -hmm. uh, for the memes that I was making. And I was like, hey, that's really cool. Uh, And so I hit him up and, and we became friends and um it's been really nice to see how how much both of our shows have grown since you know the early days i think we were only at episode like seven at that point mm-hmm. i think you guys may have been at like five or six like we were both just yeah. really getting our feet wet um and obviously you guys have come a long way i think tc was a great addition to to your, your podcast uh, and I'm probably a little biased because he always gives us the shout outs at the end, but, um, you know, he insists, we tell him, no, don't do <laughs> oh, that. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I've said this before on, on shows that we've had, but, um, I've always felt like a really good camaraderie with you guys' show, um, almost as like friendly competition. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you guys will do something that's like, Hey, we need to push to be better as well to keep up and and you know i don't know if it's vice versa but you know i i I do feel like you guys keep us going uh in a way um and it's it's just really good that the community has um you know several different shows to listen to um i know you guys obviously um rogue one six moved to Mm -hmm. a channel but uh those people make great content i know you guys partner with pj a lot uh the paradox nerd he makes some content with the sith cast uh i know there's some other people that are just trying to start out podcasts there's other people that have come and gone in the time that we've been sure uh, content and uh it, I'm, that you guys are still here because um i mean it, it seems like and, and i don't say this to be negative at all but it seems like there's people that will make a show and then a few weeks into it five ten episodes it's just not for them mm-hmm. 
platitude you guys are or realize the work that goes into it oh yeah i mean that's that's one of the big things that people may not realize um and the thing is like brian and i we've talked about it i mean we developed our plan and goals and everything for almost six months before we before we launched and um we really wanted to get things in order and i mean we didn't know it was going to get i mean we're not that big but like at least to the point that we're even at like if we get 10 listeners like we're happy because we just want to talk about this stuff but um but it, it it is other other shows and other people and and the community that's kind of forced us to grow too um wanting more content and you know the the facebook group group um you know we kept things pretty tight um got a good group of people and started growing and people you know we started getting admins and they wanted to produce content and so we're all collaborating and and trying to get things rolling and um I mean, Steve did an awesome job with the YouTube channel, Matt, Roy, PJ, like everything was Rogue One Sixth. Um, but they wanted, you know, like they wanted to do their own thing. And it's like, we're like, everything's great that, I mean, it's great that they can create their own channel and produce even more content. And we're all about helping each other out. You know, and and we're always communicating with you guys um, to try to better everything because we want people to be able to have all these different shows to be able to. I'm especially these days, like a lot of people are not doing much, so the more content we can create for people is is better. And um, I love listening to you guys. I love listening to you know all, all these other shows. I'm on the road all the time for work. I'm in healthcare, so I'm still out there doing stuff, and it's like. Um, I just love, I love podcasts. I, I never thought, um, I would ever get into podcasting. Um, all it took was hearing Brian make an appearance on the old toy run podcast saying that he was in Manchester, New Hampshire, giving a toy report. And I was like, and he's like, here, I got a website and I just emailed the, his website. And I was like, Hey, what the heck? You know, you're in New Hampshire. Like somebody else is like as much of a collector as me that is like part of like listening to a podcast. Um, and then like he had been jumped, he was just started with another podcast network. And yeah. then I joined that podcast network and we decided to start our own thing and that progressed. And it's all like, I love what you guys are doing with all the different shows. Um, it's just, it's great for everybody. Yeah. Um, you mentioned and, the good thing is like the community pushing you to do more because yeah. um, we had a lot of people that joined auxiliary from some of our local groups and mm-hmm. they were kind of like, well, you know, we really just do Marvel legends and yeah. Black series and, you know, Mezco. And we like the fact that you guys are doing a show, but we don't really care about what you're talking about. <laughs> Damien and Dylan came in and, and really, you know, put on a good show. I know they're having some tech issues, so they'll be back whenever. And then, you know, we have the other half of the world that listens to us that mm-hmm. you know go through different things, being a collector in the United Kingdom or, you know, Germany, you know, different parts of Europe. And 
they have a really unique perspective and and you know they kind of just expanded and manny's very passionate about horror and then we started creeps or us and uh it just seems like you know rainer wants to make his own little uh segment i don't know if it can be a full show on its own or what but Uh, everyone comes like in the team is like, hey, I want to do this. Well, not o- not only that, but let's just say we Six Scale Scavengers had a show, an entire show on the Hot Toys Captain Marvel, and we had a show on the Hot Toys Captain Marvel. They would be two completely different shows. Like, yes, everyone has their own take, their own opinion. I talk a lot of shit. Maybe they don't like people's personalities really come out Mm -hmm. on the show and so it really doesn't matter if we're all talking about the same thing like everyone has their own thing to bring to the table which is really nice i mean that's what i that's what i love about um podcasts in in general is hearing all the different perspectives because what's the fun in hearing the like what you want to hear all the time like i like hearing what people don't like to get a you know the other side of things. I mean, I listen to all kinds of different podcasts and Star Wars, Marvel, um, you know, collecting. And there's a lot of things that you know people like that I don't like and stuff, you know, and and vice versa. And I just um I think it's great to be able to listen to something uh you know and and hear other people's perspectives because it gives you perspective and just for example, it's like um, we may not all be a big fan of The Last Jedi, but it's I find it interesting hearing what people like about the The Last Jedi because it gives me perspective of you know what is a positive point Wrong. of the movie and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I know, yeah, no, I, and I knew I wanted to say that because I knew that you would <laughs> say that. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly. What, yeah, I almost enjoy listening to shit I disagree with more because mm-hmm. I can take that through the rest of my day. Yes. Like, can you? I I don't know even know why they said this, or <laughs> I I could give you ten reasons why that's wrong. Like, yeah. So yeah, Chris, I know exactly what you're saying. What's next for you guys now that um, you know things maybe may or may not be ramping up here in the next few months mm-hmm. with companies getting back to business and you guys have any plans for anything big uh i mean it's kind of i mean it's kind of funny like brian and i our goal scoop chris yeah (laughs) it's it's like um we we our main goal is to be as consistent with our releases as possible so that people know that we they can rely on us to produce content every two weeks and you guys know it is very hard to come up with content on a consistent basis um yeah i'm sure we've been able to do it weekly like i mean it's it's hard especially right now (laughs) no and and i i gotta give you guys props because but it's but the thing is you guys talk about a lot more than we do i mean you your your range is way more than us that's why like i'm talking about three and three quarter inch and marvel legends on here because i don't really talk about it you know on on our show um because i like i have i collect vintage star wars um like all kinds of stuff so um here we be, show pictures. We talk about BH. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, and 
so to be very a very specific podcast to only focus really on hot toys six scale marvel dc and star wars like that's why we have the topics um stuff that we trends that we notice going on in the community stuff where we think that we can help collectors um find you know find answers and uh i mean it's kind of boring like for us to say that there's no big things i mean we got episode 50 coming up shortly um hopefully we're gonna have some giveaways um for that episode we don't do a ton of giveaways but um yeah i mean it's just trying to be there for the for the 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 few listeners and followers that we have and um just continue to you know try to be a part of the community and um yeah i mean it's just that's kind of what our thing is is just try to be a part of the community and have um an outlet for for collectors in the six scale area yeah (laughs) go check them out they're a good show i know you have a giveaway for today's show um let's just have whoever's watching in the chat just chime in if if you uh claim this prize uh chris i think you it was a sticker pack and then a six scale a six scale six scale scavengers <laughs> t-shirt yes um so hopefully someone will claim that that that's such a great idea honestly i was like a week away from from attempting it and then you did it and i was like well that's a great fucking idea um so i got to give you major props on that one yeah i mean it was just one of those things one of those things man so let me know whoever whoever wins um you can either message zach and uh i'll definitely get you guys set up send him my address i'm just kidding claim the stickers and mario cortez claim the shirts awesome awesome uh, yeah uh, thanks for that and whenever you do the uh the 50th episode let us know and we'll sponsor uh we'll sponsor a giveaway awesome sorry i'm just no it's okay yeah so just uh before we go on um my social media there you go you got them uh is my social media handle is vintage viewport on twitter and instagram so i've got my focus characters ahsoka tano on one this is such a beautiful sticker oh yeah belongs in a museum yeah and then uh rebel commando Endor rebel commando's mother focus character and i was super random pictures of everywhere yeah i do yeah oh yeah he's my traveling commando and he goes everywhere with me but uh how you feel chris if i had a sticker it would be of this guy right here he goes everywhere i take yes bumblebee classic he is i don't have a figure i take with me everywhere maybe i should Dude, you should. <laughs> well, let's talk about what is up and coming for Collecting Weekly. Dean, we just finished a five-hour live stream. Uh, oh, my God. It was friggin' wild. Dude, it was uh, so fun. Is that the one where he had his ass ate? Yeah. yeah. Dude, Dean was Dean was uh, in rare form. He was just killing it. We have a, a short little like three-minute highlight video. We'll put it up tonight uh, from that episode. It was just a I'll few... Check, I'll check out that. I don't know about the five-hour one. <laughs> it, was, it was... Well, if you oh, do a lot of driving, <laughs> maybe you get stuck in traffic. Or I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we were, we were traveling somewhere. We stuck had... In traffic. Somebody, somebody backed out of a deal that we had made, and so instead of getting horses, we got asses. Oh no, no, they didn't back out. It was because one of our characters was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go assault this fort," and then he got almost killed, and then they reneged the deal. Anyways, yeah, Dean was uh, 
I guess I don't know what you call it, like. Uh, I was driving I, the uh, carriage. Yeah. And I, we got attacked by Yetis. And one of the Yetis started eating one of our asses. <laughs> so it was my turn. It's like, what do you want to do? It's like, well, I'm not going to let this guy eat my ass. Like, <laughs> But like I said it without thinking about it. And then everyone in the chat was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh my god. And then after that, it turned into like a whole gag. Oh, oh my god. It was so the Dungeons and Dragons. It's a good game to play on quarantine. We're having a ton of fun. So check out our live stream, Live and Let Dice. It's on our YouTube channel. It, it works so well live or over the internet. I was afraid it wouldn't, and it, it really does. It, it really does. And uh, here's a look at our network here. So obviously you're listening to the Collecting Weekly Live show. Uh, we have Only Fools in Collecting. I believe they're recording this Thursday. Uh, Small Talk, they are taking a little bit of a break with some tech issues. I think uh, Dylan's computer pooped out or something. Uh, Wookie of the Year, they just recorded episode two. That should be hitting our feed soon. Creeps the rest. Uh, Manny's getting some topics going for uh, his next show. I only have these. Live and let dice. <laughs> we are uh, we are definitely planning another. I think a short planning uh, stream. I think this weekend and then a full one the following because our DM had this really nice little path and we totally one eighty everything. So we got a plan to get this back on track. And then Joy of Hobbing is my little bit of hobbying show that I do intermittently. Hopefully, I'll be recording a note soon. Um, big shout outs to Chris. Obviously, Sixty uh, Kill Scavengers. You guys. Hold a great show, Brian, Chris, obviously with you, and TC. Wonderful, wonderful. What an angel for coming on here. What an angel. Such a positive guy. Such a such a handsome one, too. Best podcaster in the net, I got to say. Brian, I got you, buddy. Brian Brian had that quarantine glow going, but it wasn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, you guys, obviously, great show. Um, Matt and Steve. uh, Rogue One Six, their channel, PJ the Paradox Nerd, all good people that uh, that contribute to to all of our entertainment. Matt, mm-hmm. too. How dare you guys be so handsome and come on to our show, looking like coming on to our models. Well, move on to the next topic. I'll take it. Sean, I guess in the chat says, "Have you seen the Star Wars paint for the Legion figures, Book of the Dead?" Uh, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, but I have painted Legion figures in the past, which Brian needs to send me his short troopers so I can paint that thing. Mm-hmm. Book of the Dead, Dean, what's up on that project? What, what's sure. that? Yeah, I'm still... I, I'm afraid to order anything and it gets held up forever, so... Is Book I'm, of the Dead like a secret project name or something? I don't know what Book of the Dead is, but... I think uh, that's for the Legion. Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, but my project, yeah, I'm afraid to order anything and then not get it, and I'm just waiting until everything kind of blows over to start ordering bodies and outfits and shoes. Oh my god, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Manny, do you, any- What's up? you have any shout-outs you want to give, Manny? Uh, shout-out to Tarman and that one chick with the red hair with her junk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Book of the Dead <laughs> to Manny is what Sean says. <laughs> Give a quick shout out to my stepdad, Steve. He loves watching the oh, show. Oh yeah, shout out to Steve. We we cut the show off right when your mom asked us to shout out Steve. I felt awful. Yeah. Shout out um, to all the pair. Shout out to all shout, the pair. All the pair, yeah. Um, yeah, he like I mean, he doesn't really know what we're talking about, but like when we talk about figures, but he just likes listening to his banter. So I was like, Oh, that's nice. Like he literally like today he asked like four times, like, are they going to start streaming? Like, when are they going to get on? So <laughs> I was like, wow, what a guy. 
Yeah, my dad watches as well. It's pretty neat. Uh, Chris, do you have any shout outs you wanted to give before we sign off? No, just to you guys. I mean, I got I got my uh, collecting weekly. I, I promise you, sure. I will uh, buy a shirt from you guys. <laughs> it, I bought the Ox shirt, the new Icon shirts, and it's been like three weeks. And I got an email today that they're like, oh, we're really behind on orders, so we don't know if we're going to ship them. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers send me a new email every day to buy a shirt. Y'all, no wonder y'all can't catch up. Y'all send an email about what's right. Yeah, I went crazy with the T Public shirts, and uh, I yeah. cannot order any more shirts. Like, oh uh, man, it's probably because uh, of you. They're behind. They're like, we sent Chris <laughs> all these fucking shirts. I, I ordered this. I got this Harley Quinn shirt, and I walk down, and my wife just rolls her eyes and is like, "What the hell are you wearing?" <laughs> but anyway no just thanks guys for all the great content you put out i just listened to your latest episode uh today while i was working and i just love it and uh i'm glad we got a good couple communities here and a lot of crossover between the two of us and um yeah it's just just a great time and for anybody that doesn't know about us um definitely check out sixscalescavengers.com we're on all podcatchers youtube channel um try to do next let's see next tuesday um or wednesday whatever it is probably wednesday we'll be recording and uh yeah just check out our stuff that'll be i think it's at 9 p.m eastern standard yeah so check they run a great show they're uh it's a great show like that i mean that's really all i can say it's it's fantastic they they know stuff and uh they get damn good on the live show. I'll tell you that much. Sean says we should <laughs> add stickers to our mics. Uh, well, this mic is kind of expensive. So. This is a mic is a mine, so got to oh, represent. Yeah, See, that's smart. <laughs> See, I have stickers on my Yeti, but I just got this baby. I'm not willing to sticker it up just yet. Mm-hmm. You got to be airbrushing that thing. Custom paint job. Uh, well, I do have an airbrush. <laughs> well, it would look nice in yellow, though. Yeah, and Sideshow will steal it. They'll do a yellow mic for their episode, and then I'll just get on mad. I think I have one more collecting weekly sticker I can put on here. <laughs> dude, I'm running out. I sent like 120 stickers. Like, oh yeah, I got mine, and uh, I just had another order come in soon. Nice. Yeah, got to keep the people happy, man. Business at this point. But uh, anyways, guys, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm uh, Tar Manny. I'm Chris. Catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.